Live from the Old Church Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's special Valentine's Day show, Kiss and Tell. May the narrative be with you. Last year, I did my first storytelling. I got this kind of pen. It says, please return to PDX Story Theater, but keep the pen. I returned for my second story today, but I didn't keep that pen. I give that pen to a guy who is very important to me. Back to that time, we have known each other for three months. And the first day when I met him, we were kind of falling in love with each other at first sight. And the first day when I met him, we went out for dinner together. And we have some excuses when you talk about something about work. And we just talk, started talking to each other every day. And we just cannot stop thinking of each other. On my last story show, the same day, he got another job in Minneapolis. And after the show, he had to move. The day before he moved, I gave this pen to him. I said, please return to Portland and keep the pen. <laughs> At that moment, I just feel I want you to return. And he wrote a long letter to me. And he recorded all the good memories we had in that three months. And we went out for dinners, and we went hiking, and rock climbing, and we did all fun things together. After he moved, and it's like we were know each other for three months, four months. And I just feel... I have some weird feelings, like weird reactions. I had three weird reactions. I was just frozen and unable to speak. The first one was our first kiss. I was invited to his best friend David's house for his birthday party after a big, big dinner and we went out together to a dance club. And everyone was dancing around us, singing some songs, and very crazy music there. And I, have, I had a couple of beers. So close to the midnight, I feel a little bit sleepy and dizzy. So I talked to him, I said, I'm a little bit tired. And he said, that's okay. You can lay on my shoulders and take a break. And I just hold him, and he hugged me, and I was laying on his shoulders and take a break. Suddenly, he kissed me. And I was frozen. I was unable to talk, unable to move, but I tried my best to keep my eyes closed. At that moment, 
I feel the entire world disappeared. Just two of us on a dark planet. Birds are singing. <laughs> there are trees, flowers, rivers, and all the fireworks around us. After that, he moved, and that was the moment I was starting thinking about, I want to be your girlfriend. Then he moved to Minneapolis, and we just talked to each other on the phone every day and FaceTime, and it was a Valentine's Day. But he called me, he said, sorry, I cannot come on the Valentine's Day because busy schedule, but I can come the day after and celebrate it with you. I said, oh, that's okay, I understand. So I just tried to say, oh, or you can talk to me tonight and we can have uh, some good conversations. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I need to go to play badminton with my friends and after that, we're going to out for dinner and uh, have a drink. I was like, fine. So I just tried to do some work here and there and try to keep myself busy. And all my roommates, they're out for uh, dating. I'm like, oh, not really happy. And suddenly someone knocked my door. And I go to there and I open the door. There's a huge box in front of my door. And I was wondering, does people still work on the Valentine's night <laughs> to deliver this huge box to me? I was looking on the box and trying to find a label on there, but there's nothing. And also that box looked like a bit old. I was a little bit scared and I tried to back up and I want to call my roommate and ask what's going on. <laughs> then suddenly he jumped out from the box <laughs> with a bunch of flowers and he said, Happy Valentine's Day. That was the second time I was frozen and become speechless. After that, time comes into spring break. I flew to Minneapolis to visit him. He still need to go to work. But one fr Friday night, we went out for dinner. We went to a very good restaurant, had very good food and a couple beers again. And it's close to midnight. We came out from the restaurant. There's a huge snow. But it was very beautiful. The snowflakes are very big. And the snow is falling slowly. And we were starting running and chasing around each other. We were laughing. We were very happy. And I jumped on his back. And he carried me and we walk in the snow. And then I said, let's play a snowball fight. And I jumped off and get my snowball and fight with him. After a few minutes, and he said, hold on, intermission time. Let's take a break. I still have my snowball hiding on my back and trying to fight him. 
and he's walking closer to me. Suddenly, he's knee down. And he asked, will you marry me? And he said, hold on, wait, I don't have a ring yet. So he put all the snow together, made a ring snow, put on my fingers. And he said, let me ask again. I will take you to try all the good food. I know you like it. I will take you to travel around the world. I know that's your dream. I will carry you until the end of my life. Will you marry me? I said, yes. <laughs> and there's a car just drove past. And the driver turned around and drive back and open the window. Ask him, did she say yes? <laughs> he said, yes. And the next day, in the morning, I wake up and I said, no, 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 no. I know what happened last night and I remembered. I know I just had a cup of beer, but this morning when I wake up, this title is too heavy to me. And we just been together for four months. Actually, not together, we're in two separate locations. But it's too soon. I was being real last night because I cannot see, find any words. I just know I should say yes, but today I'm being real too. I just don't want to get engaged. It's too heavy for me. And he said, oh, that's okay. I know your snow ring melted. <laughs> so I should have a real ring next time. This is our, we call it, we all agree with each other. Our love story, chapter one, ending. After that, he just came to visit me every month, and he stayed two days with me. And this is our routine, and we see each other every month, and he came. But most of the time when he came, he cooks for me. I'm not good at cooking, but he cooks like a chef. So every time when he came, and he packed all the good food for me and put it in the refrigerator, and he said, I just want to make sure you have enough food until my next return. <laughs> and I just feel, I feel very safe and very happy when I'm with him. And sometimes I can just be like a child. I can be very naughty, silly, but I can just be myself. After that, Coming to summer, we went to Yellowstone, we traveled together, we did all the hiking, camping, and we traveled around the U.S. to look at all the good views. And then every month he came back. It's close to this past New Year Eve. And he invited all my friends come to his best friend's house with all his best friends there, and we had a big, big dinner. 
and he cooked for us. And it's closing to the New Year Eve. There's two minutes. We're starting getting a big circle, and we are ready to come down. Everyone starting sharing their feeling, talking about the best moment of that year. That's his turn. And then he walked into the middle of the circle. He's knee down again. This time, he brought a box. And he opened the box. There's a real ring. He said, I have waited for 20, 30 20, 30 years. Actually, he said, oh, I have waited for 34 years, and you're the person I love. Will you marry me? That was the time I was frozen again. I was unable to speak. So people start counting down, and they're saying, Raven, say something, say something. He knows how to cook. <laughs> but I was just frozen there. After five minutes, he doesn't want to embarrass me. So he closed the box, stand it up, and came to me and hugged me. He said, that's okay. And then he ran into the basement. I followed him. I tried to talk to him. But he said, please leave me alone. That was the first time he said, leave me alone. And I went upstairs. And we cried the whole night in two different locations. Looking back to this long-distance relationship, the longest time for me is to wait him for four hours flight until he arrives. The happiest, excited moment is to pick him up from the airport. And the most joyful moment was to stay with him for two days. And the hardest moment is to drop him off to the airport. It was joyful and painful. When he asked me, I was just not ready. The next morning, he came to me. We had a long conversation. I shared all my feelings with him. And he said, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were not ready. I thought, I'm sorry. I didn't know either. We thought we were ready. And I thought I was ready. And he said, yes, we were joking about getting married have a baby, and we even think about our baby's name. We were after the baby. <laughs> after his best friend's name, we will call him David Jr. <laughs> we were looking forward to our future together. 
But that moment, I should be real. I cannot say a word. I feel really sorry and really bad. And he said, that's okay. I said, why? Do you forgive me? He said, that's okay. I still love you. I will wait for you until you are ready. He said, how do you know? When will I be ready? And he said, you know, love is a gamble. There's a big risk. There's a big reward. You're my big reward. And I will wait for you. Today, I just want to let him know. You know, love is a gamble. There's a big risk. There's a big reward. I'm going to take this risk. I don't want the ring. I just want to be with you.